0: Welcome back to Behind the Why, where today we're going to talk about self-identification. It's important that we understand who we are, because people everywhere are trying to tell you, or at least I should say, put you in a box. That's for sure. Let's get behind the why, and why that might be happening.
1: Let's do it. All right. All right.
0: Before we do that, I want to say thank you again to all of our supporters, those who've been with us all this time as we start our 101st broadcast. Again, a new century for us, so to speak, and (laughs) we're going to be pushing forward. But as we do that, go ahead. We want to encourage you, please, like and subscribe Mm -hmm. to the channel. Hit that little bell. Yeah, get that little bell ring-a-ding-a-ding so that when we get a new um, podcast drop, you'll be right there on time to get that. As my daughter said, go ahead and share it so we can get as many people involved in this conversation as possible. And a special thank you to all our patron supporters. Mm-hmm. We have put thank that gift so in the mail to you. You should be getting that hopefully by the end of next week. And uh, we'll be going on from there. We'll just stay in touch with you. we got some other things we will be putting out there as well. I have to do a quick correction. Last time I put our special announcement, I was so excited that I said Passion of Christ yeah. Ministries.
1: Yeah, I caught that.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: After the fact, I was like, that's not what it is. Yeah,
0: it's really Passion for Christ Ministries. That's the new church we'll be launching. Passion, Passion. If I could Pageants. talk. I, if I could talk, <laughs> we'd be dangerous. Uh, I, I passion know. for Christ for Ministries. Christ. And again, we'll be getting more information out there to you here in the weeks coming up as things get closer to happening. Uh, we're Thanks. excited. We want you to be excited with this. we get yeah. to see again awesome. what God is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, as we discussed in church today, the Lord is trying to wake up his church yeah, and it's time for us to be passionate. Jesus said what? The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. That means we got to go get some.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. I
0: like it. <laughs> I like it. It's good. All right. Let's talk about today's topic about identity. Mm. Identity That's huge. You say it's huge. Why do you think it's huge? Well, it's
1: like, um, before we even started, I was just telling you, I was like, you know, our world is obsessed with identity. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you look, and you mentioned, it's like putting you in a box, and it's so obsessed. Everything from, you get a new job, and you fill out the demographic thing. They want to know, where can we classify you? Yeah, what group, what box can I put you in? And even more so now, with all these, so many identities, or even at war, so to speak, where there's this like... In,
0: In America now, since... About 2007, 2008, we are more racially segregated and racially identified than we've ever been Mm -hmm. as a nation. And so I find that intriguing.
1: It's intriguing. And then I think that at the heart behind it, it's like, why... Is is our nation obsessed with identity? Or really, I say the world, and it's because it matters.
0: But and the question is why? You know,
1: and why? Because how is you why. identify it, it has a huge impact on the outcomes of your life. I had
0: a chance to speak at the local university this week, and I asked the class a question, mm-hmm. and I asked them to define for me race. And we had all the big, and I do the big trick question, right? How many races are there? And we get from everything from five hundred to five hundred
1: thousand. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, you know, there's one race, the human race. And so we talk about this Mm -hmm. definition of race is nothing more than a social construct. So if it's not real, then why have so many people gone through so much trouble trying to create it? Mm -hmm. Now, before you guys get all crazy on me, what we really define as race, it really is better defined as ethnicity. So that's the difference between ethnicity and race. Like there's a breed called dog but there's all kinds of breeds right. within in that species of dog. So human is the race. Mm-hmm. But within that race, we get classified. And now we want to talk about this, this concept of identity because mm-hmm. it's very important. And it was important enough that the Holy Spirit had the Apostle Paul address it mm-hmm. in Scripture. So I want to read a Scripture to you, and then I want us to talk about that, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me read this to you. I got to put my, my old man eyes put your,
1: on. Put your eyeballs on.
0: My old man eyes are on.
1: Grandpa on the house.
0: <laughs> man of a Brain certain age, that's the old uh, uh, serious way. I
1: mean, you got the silver going, so
0: look <laughs> the part. Here we go. First Timothy. <laughs> Chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading from the easy to read version because I like that because one. Because it's, it's easy to easy read. Easy to read. The apostle writes, We hope in the living God, the Savior of all people. In particular, he's the Savior of all those who believe in him. Now, that's a whole other show right mm-hmm. there. Uh, he's the Savior of all people, but in particular, those who believe, believe in him. That, that says something. But we'll, we'll save that for our another discussion. So said, This is why we work and struggle command and teach these things you are young but don't let anyone treat you as if you are not important Hmm. be an example to show the believers how they should live show them by what you say by the way you live by your love by your faith and by your pure life Hmm. now what came out of that in a discussion question was this question let me read it it says by what group or classification are you identified that may serve as a hindrance and you're serving Christ, and mm-hmm. that was the prompt question that came out of this. That kind of led to the discussion that you and I had, and mm-hmm. now we're bringing it into the podcast because we feel like it might be beneficial to our audience. So, how would you respond to that? Uh, what What first comes to your mind? Let's Yeah,
1: another. it was interesting. So we had this at, during a Bible study, and that question came up. You know, what what identity or identities do you hold or attend to that might hinder your your following of Christ? And my mind immediately went to, well, it, it's probably like those those sinful identities, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, if someone was gay, that would obviously hinder them coming to Christ and having a relationship with the Lord. But then,
0: well, if they were an adulterer
1: you or, know, a or something killer. like that, yes. where they're identifying in that way. But then during our Bible study, we're talking about, you know, it's not just like, of course, obviously, if you're identifying with sin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's going to hinder that's a, that's you. A you that's know, a that's a problem, and you need to repent. But even other identities that we hold, the way we we go about doing something can I'm trying to word this right can hinder us. Right. And so, for for example, okay. I am an instructor at a university, which is a predominantly very liberal mm-hmm. environment, mm-hmm. and I am not a liberal, right. <laughs> you know, and I'm a Christian, which puts me even more. Like I saw a stat, um, I forget which organization. Also, look at the organization, but their their whole point is to reach out to professors with the gospel because okay. it's such an unreached. Because people,
0: people have given up on it, they well, say, yeah, "Well, because just like yeah, because they're like education's lost
1: to the world, and in a lot of ways, it is. It feels like it, and there's a lot of um, just atheism or just just really humanism mm-hmm. in higher ed." Mm-hmm. And I saw a stat that said I think only seven percent of professors claim to be a Christian, mm. and it, and we know if you look at deeper, a lot of people claim to be a Christian, but they don't believe in the there, Bible. They really aren't. Because I even know people who say they love Jesus but they don't even believe the Bible. And well, so, it's what
0: we call cultural Christians. You know,
1: and so just that identity alone of me being, okay, I'm a, I'm a professor that is a conservative mm-hmm. and a Christian right? in an environment where a lot of ideas are hostile to that identity that I have. Okay. And so even that identity that I have If I don't surrender even that to the Lord, it can be a hindrance because I told you like even that, that, you know, self-preservation can kick in right? where it's like, well, I don't want to say something and get ostracized or I don't want to out (laughs) myself, you know? And it's like, just even that can be a hindrance. I
0: I remember when I was a rookie and I was training with the Orange County Sheriff's Department and I was pretty outspoken about who I was because especially at that time in my life, I was just coming through a very dark period in my life and I was Mm -hmm. really uh, committing myself back to the Lord, just really sinking myself into serving him and um in my first training officer was really concerned we had this big talk Uh, he pulled me aside he was concerned that because i was a christian i wouldn't be able to respond to the criminal element Hmm. correctly because as a christian i would be so
1: docile and and docile
0: and i remember the first time i had an altercation on the street and i had to fight this guy and i took him down uh, and my FTO looked at me and he was like, darn, but he didn't say darn.
1: <laughs> Ellis,
0: you're okay. I thought it was, a, wow, I didn't, I thought your Christian faith would have you go out and walk away. And I was like, brother, let's talk about what you think right. a Christian is. Right. And so we did have, we have a conversation of that. But again, it goes back to this question of identity mm-hmm. because as you were in that situation, there were pressures on me to conform. Mm-hmm. And the question to myself then became, who am I? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had this conversation with your older brother when he was in eighth grade. Because you guys, my kids were homeschooled for a long period of time. But when he went back, he wanted to go to eighth grade. He wanted to go to the public school. Uh, you, and your, uh, yeah, you and your other brother were going to be going to the charter school. And, uh, no, no was... you're
1: really messing up the timeline. Let me help you.
0: Wait, wait. No, I got, <laughs> no, it. I got really it. No, no, really messed up. What happened was is that <laughs> he true. was eighth grade. You and, you and your other brother were still homeschooled. You were still homeschooled at the time, but he wanted to go to public school because he wanted to be in the band. I said, I'm not that old. I got this. Anyway, the point of the story is, mm, okay. as she's, got, trying to, essence, she's trying to correct the old man.
1: Just saying, but you're the anyway, one that started this by saying, let me put my anyway, eye on because I'm old grandpa. The <laughs>
0: question was, I sat down with him and I told him, I said, okay, you need to determine who you are before you leave this house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He said, what do you mean, dad? That's because when you get out of that house, people are going to try to put you in a category, put you in a box. If you don't know who you are, then they'll pick a group for you yeah. and put you in it. So you need to know who you are.
1: And if you don't know who you are, you're going to try to seek that out. Yeah. And that's why you have you'll all these young people experimenting, for, trying to find, who am I? Yeah, you because know. they
0: don't know who they are yet. Mm. And this is what the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy. He identified him in the group called youth or young. He said, don't let anybody say that you're not important because you're young what the Apostle Paul went on to say. Here. Let me read it to you. He says, don't let anybody say that because you're young, you're not important. Mm-hmm. He said, but you be an example to the believers. And right. this is what we want to talk about here. As those in our audience who are non-believers, who are believers at this time in life, our highest goal is to be like Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what we have to identify with is, Jesus.
1: Right. Primarily. Mm Because then all those other identities that we are a part of, it won't hinder you. So then
0: here comes comes the rub, though. Because Timothy was young.
1: Right.
0: He was in that group. He was identified in that group.
1: And people do have a tendency to be like, you're young. You are a
0: professor. I was a police officer. Mm -hmm. I was definitely in that group. Right. So the question is, how do you, while in that group, Mm Not be kowtowed by, here comes, peer pressure.
1: Right, that's really what it is.
0: Yeah, it doesn't go away in middle and, school. And
1: not just peer well, this is also a type of peer pressure, mm-hmm. but like expectation, mm-hmm. right? Where there's a certain expectation that people put on you, yes. even. And it's like, hmm, you know, we as a believer, we have to be very mindful. About things that even we just par- participate in because we want to show people, not only other believers, but the world. The world. You know, what a Christian is.
0: Because that's our job. <laughs> that's what we're
1: here for. That's what
0: we're for. here for. We're here to represent <laughs> Jesus to a world who's lost and dying. I was talking to a brother this morning, and we're talking about some people in our political leadership who are not Christian. Mm-hmm. And we reminded ourselves in the in the process of conversation, the Bible says, God says of himself, I do not delight in the death Mm -mm. of the non-believer he goes and he laughed he goes but we christians do and i said too many times we hear somebody Mm -hmm. get burned or or fail. we like got him and it's like that's not god's opinion right god wants to see these people redeemed Mm -hmm. and so as believers we have to come back and see who are we identifying with who are we because we can get sucked up into the world if we don't hold on to that true identity right our first commandment here by the holy spirit is to be a good example of what a believer is mm-hmm. that's the first thing we got to do and and just like you said in my life and in your life and in the life of those who are listening to us there are many groupings that we operate in and out mm-hmm.
1: of mm-hmm.
0: and we go in and out of those
1: you know you think of how the world does it, it just reminded me because even when i was going to school there there's so many different conversations you would have about identity because mm-hmm. it's huge we're obsessed with it right right and even with critical race theory and yes. intersectionality, intersectionality is all about identity mm-hmm. and the identities you hold and the intersections and how complex it is. And each identity is just oppressed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that, that such that, you know, that, that worldly victim mentality and so many people operate there. Here's
0: one. Here's one. I know you're going to jump right on top of this as soon as I say it. Huh? Okay. The greatest lie ever sold. It's a new documentary mm. just out by Candace, uh, Candace, Candace Owens. Oh. And so we think about that now and think about how many people that we have talked to since this whole BLM thing with George Floyd came out that were so identified mm-hmm. with being black, even if they weren't black. Or a
1: black ally. Even if they weren't black, is. yeah. They yeah. were so
0: identified with being black that the truth mm-hmm. never mattered. Right. And we would talk to them. We would say to them, you know, this group is a socialist group. Well, I'm just believing their message. No, their message is the destruction of the nuclear family.
1: And promoting transgender ideology. Transgender and
0: homosexuality. That's their message. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They're, they're, even though we could show them stat after stat that right. said, all this money you're sending, they're not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. They're not. You can't show me one black community that they went into and helped anybody. But yet, because people were identified with it, they became voluntarily
1: Blind. And it really is like the scales in the eyes. It's like, I don't care what you say. Even the people who say, I love the Lord, I love the mm-hmm. Lord. But in this case, it was like scales in the eyes. No nope, BLM. Oh, I can't Black remember the scripture matter. now. Like, I can't what? remember the
0: scripture now. It's in Timothy as well, where Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's talking about the last days. And he says, mm-hmm. deceivers are going forth. talking about having itchy ears. Mm-hmm. He said, deceivers are going forth, both deceiving and being deceived. Right. And so what I got out of that is this, is that people like the voice that was BLM, for instance, they were deceived. Mm-hmm. They were deceived by Satan. They were told that what they're doing, it's okay. Romans chapter eight, right? The carnal right. man cannot please God. And they God. go
1: about deceiving everybody else. They were else.
0: totally sapped up into that. And yet they were deceiving people with their message. Mm-hmm. But not only were they deceiving people with their message, those who received their message then went out and deceived others by supporting a lie. Right. Even though they supported it, they identified with Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. thinking that Black Lives Matter was something that it was not. But
1: it still propagated the lie and, and built the, this, and the like, deception.
0: So we see again, yeah, and, I mean, over and over again, I see how the word of God is so powerful and so mm-hmm. true.
1: I really wish the documentary was free for people because it's a message that I think a lot of people need to hear. Yes. Because unless you have a Daily Wire subscription, you're not gonna watch it. And
0: Candace, I know you watch <laughs> us. So go ahead and put that out I'm so bitch. everybody can see. it. I know you, you know, Candace watches us all the time. Oh, oh right, right. So no, she's, she's in but, our corner.
1: But like, I look at that, like the people who need to see it are people who are not going to pay right. for a Daily Wire subscription. And some of the things that were just said, it's like you realize that they shared this quote from Malcolm X, which basically said, media has the power to make the innocent guilty and the guilty innocent.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you're and, not careful, you'll be, a, you'll be scared of those people who are there to deliver you. Right. And supporting it's a, those who are there to kill you. And they you.
1: kind of showed it was like wild that mm-hmm. even some of the, the things that we were shown on the news thinking mm-hmm. it was a very well-rounded position was still it's withholding tilted. the truth yeah, they, were li- they, were back, thinking, they were lying they yeah, thinking back i was like i don't remember them ever talking about um you know the fentanyl and everything on mainstream media right i listened to that from listening to people like candace and mm-hmm. and uh you know brandon tatum talked about that too but a lot of people didn't talk about that right and then they even showed the footage of when because it looked like the officer was on his neck. He, really he did. was at
0: one time, but then he shifted his position. But then to they get on yeah, bike. but
1: then they showed from another angle that they never showed in mainstream media. Never. And he was on his shoulder blade, uh-huh. and it's kind of it makes you kind of scratch your head, you know, where it's like, man, there's there was obviously an agenda that the media and BLM had here, and it led like, so much destruction in our let's nation tie for this a back year. To this question
0: of identity, right? Because so many people identified with the movement. Mm-hmm. So many people were identified by the movement. Remember,
1: people, white people kissing uh, black people's boots. Yeah,
0: all this stupid stuff.
1: Remember that? I was like, and it
0: was done. What I'm trying to say is that because they identified with that, Mm -hmm. that they were going back to Romans, uh, Romans chapter six whoever you submit yourself to be servant to, the same becomes your master. Right, And so here we saw people enslaved mentally
1: mm-hmm.
0: and emotionally.
1: And look what it led to.
0: economically right. to a lie because they identified with it. That's why it's so important mm-hmm. that as believers, you and I really and truly identify with the true Christ.
1: You know, it makes me think. So with my example I gave, being mm-hmm. a conservative instructor. Right. That... And yeah, there's pressures and things, but primarily keeping that in mind that no, I'm a believer. Mm -hmm. We all have different vocation, different jobs, but number one, we are followers of Christ, right? Which means it made me think. You know, everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Everything. And (laughs) it's you know whatever you identify in, you're gonna put your energy into that. You're gonna try to preserve that. And if we love the lord above all else we're going to put our energy into that and, and want to to build that what
0: did jesus say you no know, build the kingdom you can't have two masters right you're either going to love one and hate the other or hate one and really love the mm-hmm. other so that's why it's so important that we identify right. with christ as believers we have to know the mm-hmm. god that we serve we have to yeah. know his character you were going to say something were i was just thinking
1: him. just you know because i would encourage our audience to answer that question for yourself.
0: Mhm. What groups?
1: You know what groups? Think like you can just make a list of all the different groups that you could mother. You know mm-hmm. whatever uh, Profe- a, a, young a, a professional, young professional, whatever young mother, well, young mother mm-hmm. a you know
0: working mother.
1: Working, if you're thinking of things that home, I can't think
0: mother. of, stay home.
1: Mother. <laughs> you keep talking, and trying to think of another example, and I keep going back. Mother, mother, <laughs> <laughs> maybe father. Because, maybe because
0: mothers are so important. You know how about
1: father? Father. You know police officer, teacher, yes. mm-hmm. employee, whatever. Make the list. And then really think, how have how, I allowed this identity to hinder me
0: you, from following Christ? I, I was uh, teaching at a school, at a middle school this time. I spoke at a college last week, but a couple weeks before that, I spoke at a middle school. And I was taking a break in the teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers walked in. I was sitting there in fellowship with another brother who was a believer. And this other teacher walked in who was very fond of me. We spent When I worked in the school, we spent many hours in conversation But during this conversation, she came in on the tail end conversation and she started talking about the political system. Hmm. And I said to my buddy primarily that, yeah, things are worse now than they than they were two years ago. And she immediately said, yeah, but Trump, you know, and so she was quite surprised when I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm not even trying to defend the man Trump because I don't know him personally. I said, however, his policy was much better for this country than what we have today.
1: And she said, but you're black. no." <laughs> and she
0: stopped and she looked at me like, but you're one of us.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're one of us.
0: You're, 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 you're one of us. Oh yeah. You can't you think that way.
1: You know what that is? Oh, my gosh. Talk we call that them. similarity bias. Ooh. Where because I like you, mm-hmm. you must think like me. And it's like, no. But a lot of people do that. I've had mm-hmm. people do it to me where because maybe we have a similar profession or whatever and they just start talking and i'm like <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know that i don't agree with you <laughs> exactly.
1: but it's a it's a bias that she yeah so she assumed because i like you mm-hmm.
0: and because we, have we, to think alike. we worked in the school together yeah. and yeah you're my things.
1: team <laughs>
0: <laughs> i tell you about the teacher got got personally offended when i was telling her my story growing up in selma mm-hmm. and i was like you cannot be offended yeah you can't get triggered when yeah. i tell you my story well, like, this is my experience <laughs> this is my experience i'm not telling you your story this is my story.
1: You're like, write your own book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is the point is that we come through all this. Uh, if we are Spotify. not careful, not careful is the wrong word. If we're not sober-minded, sober-minded or I was going to say serious, but sober-minded is probably a better word. If we're not sober-minded about our identity. We will get sucked into the current of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've used this quote before. Uh, a man that I always thought so highly of, who's gone to be with the Lord now. Uh, Doctor uh, F. D. Reese was my pastor growing up. I was 16 years old. And I was going through one of those transitional periods as a young guy, and mm-hmm. I was dating this little girl, and I was trying to get some answers about which way I should go, and without really telling him what I should, what I was really about. You know how mm-hmm. you talk around the issue, but Doctor Reese had been around the block. At least 600 times. He's like, young man, I'm not stupid. (laughs) Yeah. And so he pulled me aside and we were standing up in front of the church talking at the service on a Mm -hmm. Sunday morning. And he gave me a speech then that has become part of the software of my life. And he said, brother Ellis, he said, you can throw a stick in the river and it'll just flow downstream. It just bump, go downstream. So it don't take anybody special to follow the crowd. Mm -hmm. He said, but it takes a special person to swim upstream. He said, in all your endeavors in life, endeavor to be a leader. Mm-hmm. He said, be a leader. Find the right. Find the truth and stick to
1: it. It's like the uh, intro of The Chosen where the fish start swimming in the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like The Chosen. I'm like, okay. A yes, I do now. And they I start it. swimming the so backwards never,
1: against the current. Yeah,
0: and that's what Dr. Reese told me all those years ago and mm-hmm. it has always stuck with me. And so mm-hmm. going forward in my life, I, I use that many times to be able to stand outside of the circle. Right. Because... Going that that similarity bias you were talking about when I went out to, uh, in the Marine Corps. And people would assume that just because I was black, I would agree with everything they said. Mm-hmm. And I would look at them and say, no, this is wrong. And they would look at me and get all offended because I didn't go along with them. Yeah. And I asked one brother, said, oh, because I don't drag my leg when I walk and I don't drop my the My pants F-bomb. are actually pulled up? No, oh, this is before, oh, sagging, it was, it was pants. before yeah. sagging pants. It was before sagging pants? I was mm-hmm. like, so that means I'm not black, right? <laughs> well, you know, you don't talk black. And I said, well, how am I supposed to talk? But again, it goes back to how do you identify? Right. And so even in those days, that was back in the early 80s, I was learning to identify with Christ. And mm-hmm. I had to ask myself on many occasions, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who, who am I? Who do I want to be? And why? Mm-hmm. I gave uh, the group of college students this, this prompt when I spoke to them last week. I said, whenever you hear anyone speaking to you, especially in the public market, ask yourself these four questions. One, what are they really saying? Mm-hmm. To get past the motive of all that. Ask yourself what are they really saying? Then ask yourself this question. Why are they saying that particular thing? Why are they saying that particular thing? Next, what do they want you to think or feel about it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then finally, what are they trying to get you to do? Mm-hmm. And I can go back to when I was in Sex Crimes investigator. And my first big case was a rape case and I'm working it and I'm working this guy. I got him in the interview room and I'm talking to him about uh, different details, trying to nail down the details of the time. Cause I know if I can get him locked down on my timeline, I can begin to narrow him down. And I took a break and he was having a cup of coffee or a cigarette. So I came in what it was. And I went when I talked to my, my Lieutenant and I said, man, he's lying. I said, I got to get him to stop lying. And the Lieutenant stopped me. He goes, no, no, let him lie. I said, what? He said, let him lie. Is because once he tells that lie, now he's bound to it because he said this is what happened. That mm-hmm. becomes truth for him. And then it'll start to unravel. Now he has and to support see. it. He mm-hmm. said. Then ask yourself the question: Why did he tell you that particular lie? And mm-hmm. and that's what we have to go when people are trying to get us to to conform. Ask yourself: What are they really saying to
1: mm-hmm. me? Yeah. And and what yeah.
0: and why are they saying that? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I think one thing that's really helpful is remembering that the world is always going to be against God.
0: Romans chapter 8? Yeah, you, you know. You can't get away from it.
1: And I think sometimes the Christians John 17. Can, you, you can't get away right. from it. Sometimes Christians fall into the uh, into that position of trying to see the best mm-hmm. in things and I'm like, okay. You can do that with individual people, not assuming mm-hmm. evil, but the world's always going to be the world. The Bible tells oh, us that I don't know, so no, no, I'm just saying about individual people because love does assume no evil, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'm really loving someone. However, it doesn't mean you trust everybody, obviously. Like, there are some people where I'm like, lie, you know? But, you know what I mean? How do you
0: know they're lying? Because their, their lips are moving. Because their lips are moving.
1: You know? But sometimes Christians do that. They, they, uh-huh. like, they assume the best out of every situation. It's like, are you forgetting what the Bible says about mm-hmm. the world? And if you're a friend of the world, that you're not a friend of God? Mm-hmm. And so we can remember that Anything in this world's passing away. You know, it can Everything help. It helps to to keep your priorities Think straight. Eternally, yeah.
0: And that goes back to identity. If you understand who you are, then you can understand how you're supposed to be. I hear people going back to what you were saying a minute ago. I hear people talk all the time. They quote scripture. Mm-hmm. I heard it was a, a Gavin Newsom was quoting scripture, oh, yeah, to justify killing babies, and I'm like, that is so bizarre. But then you go back to what I said before. What are they saying? Mm-hmm. Why are they saying it? Because he knows that the fabric of this nation is built on a Judeo-Christian foundation. Mm -hmm. And he knows if he uses that, he has a big chance to touch the mind, the emotions of a lot of people. Because going back to what you just said a minute ago, we want to assume good about people. We want to, oh, we got to love. That's right. The Bible says we should love everybody. But we don't bother to stop and understand what the Bible means by
1: love. Yeah, and that righteousness matters and holiness matters.
0: I can tell you right now. When mama was whipping my butt when I was little, that was all love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's a, trying to correct you. She used to tell me all the right time. that behavior. She used to say, boy, I'll kill you before I let you grow up to be a sorry man. And I looked at her and I thought, You're
1: like, you she's would. just
0: crazy enough to do it. <laughs> like, so I she I'm she not really going to test her on this one. She really <laughs> I'm not going to test her on this because she might just take me out. I don't mm-hmm. know. But that was the point is that what scripture say? That uh, when uh, the judgments of the Lord in the land, the people learn righteousness. Mm-hmm. And I know that was true of me. When mom dropped judgment in the house when I was a kid, I look at you guys. I would tell you guys when you a little, stop this, do this, don't do this. And you guys just like, ooh, do, 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 I'm stupid. I don't hear you, what you're saying. And I'll come to belt and i like, oh, you mean clean the room now? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes a boss. Yes, boss. Yes, I clean that room up, boss. <laughs> I get that room nice and clean. <laughs> because when judgments are in the land, people learn righteousness. True. And that is so again, true. but it comes back to for you and I, As believers, to say, okay, who is the Christ? And that's one thing I love about the presentation of the gospel, especially in the early uh, interventions of the church in the book of Acts. You always saw that they were very careful Mm -hmm. to identify exactly who Jesus was. It just wasn't Jesus who lived over there by the corner. Or
1: whoever you You wanted him to be. Yeah, because
0: we got all these different Jesuses that Mm -hmm. were flowing. Jesus was a common name. You know, it wasn't like that. So it was Jesus of Nazareth, the same Jesus that you crucified.
1: In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> of <Nazareth laughs> the same, Christ
0: of yeah, the same Jesus that you turned over to Pilate and the evil man that mm-hmm. you had crucified, that died, that Jesus. Yeah, but God raised him back from the dead. See, that's the Jesus we're talking right. about. And so they were very, very clear on very
1: specific which
0: Jesus they were talking about. And then they went on uh, to once that was said, they had to come back and say now the way for you to be made right is to identify with this jesus mm-hmm. and he pointed out their sin you are a sinful man and he went, this is what you did and they were like oh my gosh uh uh, uh what should we do that we sin we, we're condemned we, we have no hope and he's no no there is hope mm-hmm. there's the death of christ we just read it
1: right
0: he died for those people who might be saved mm-hmm. But the hope comes on the other side of this—the resurrection, mm-hmm. because God raised them from the dead. Now, here's the other part that we have to be focused on to help us lock in on this question of identity. There is a final judgment coming. Yes, there is. There's a final judgment coming, and and we need to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we we sang the songs when we were kids, and <coughs> excuse me, uh, the joke was about Noah and getting on the the ark. Noah, who was the "Arky, Arky, Barky," how the little stupid song went, and everybody the thinks about yeah, build him, arky arky, 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 yeah, arky, 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 yeah, really stupid song, cute mm-hmm. song, but stupid. But anyway, <laughs> building,
1: building go for wood go and barky, for arky, or Barky, Barky, children, children. Of the But
0: you know, we we think about that,
1: right? There is a there was,
0: shall that was should I say, and, shine? and give God the glory. Same tune, oh. but uh, there was a Sorry, definite we, date yeah. and time. And the door to the art closed Are we back now? Are we, we circle around. I, mean, I know. Sorry, I was like. <laughs> we circle around. We back now. I
1: was like confused because the other song. Maybe we got the wrong tune. The Lord is it? The Lord told Noah. Yes, that's the right tune. Build him an archie.
0: Yes, that's the right tune. But that's a different show build though. Him. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm we're, so gonna low. we're gonna bring her back now. We're gonna <laughs> bring her back. Come, no, I'm really like. Come back. Come back to okay. me. I'm sorry <laughs>
1: but then why where's Rise and Shine is that a different song is that the same one
0: It's Rise and Shine give God the glory, glory. is that the same song as Archie yeah. okay. same tune same song anyway if you guys know better drop a comment she needs your help <laughs>
1: just, or help me learn. but this we talk song. again
0: about this identity 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 if you know who you are if especially if you're a child of God be an example of a believer mm-hmm. through faith through love do diligent service cuz that what takes that's, <laughs> that's what it takes. takes that's it cuz this world's constantly going to try to get you to conform Romans always, chapter 12 always, right yep it says be not conformed to this world but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing
1: of your mind unlike that methodist preacher who totally <laughs> took that out of context
0: oh I was trying to tell these little little girls oh, little boy little word. girl that it was okay had a had this it was terrible. drag queen in church yeah. going to preach about this and, is what I'm talking about. Not not identifying. Yeah, with Christ. and so
1: he took that verse, he took that little part out of context mm-hmm. to try to justify, basically, having an identity that
0: God loves you for who you,
1: know, you are. You know, and just to, yeah. to roll with it. And I, I saw not, a quote. Not true. Not Candace true. Owens was saying uh, in it this it was some video she was doing. She's being interviewed, but she said, "We need to live by rules, not exceptions." <laughs> I was like, man, there's a lot of truth to that. Not exceptions to the rule. Because we see a, a world that is building and changing things based off exceptions to the rule.
0: Then rub other feelings. Yeah, well, Been we should probably bring feelings. this
1: in landing because I'm oh, getting no, a little the, off. Oh, no, the flaps are here. already
0: down. The oh, flaps oh, are Yeah, we're coming down. in. We're, we're accelerating our, our airspeed so we can get on the ground safely. Cool. We're, we're accelerating. <laughs> the nose is up. The wheels are down. And we're coming we're in. in. It goes, we're boop, coming
1: sturt. in. He goes, boom
0: We're on the ground. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> Look here, guys. Thank you again for joining <laughs> us here, again, Behind the Why. It's
1: always fun. Here's the
0: prompt, remember, when we're talking about getting behind the why, what people are saying to you. Mm-hmm. What are they really saying? Listen to them. What are they really saying? Why are they saying that particular thing? What do they want you to think and feel about what they said? Mm-hmm. And lastly, what is it that they want you to do? They're trying to get you to do something. And
1: then on the other side, to connect these things, how the way you identify, how is that influencing what you are Mm-hmm. attending to because it definitely does or hindering you from following the Lord.
0: It's trying to get you to do something. Definitely. And if that something is outside and it's
1: appealing to something in us if it's outside
0: know? the canopy of who God is then the answer has got to be no.
1: Yep. Every time. <laughs> hey.
0: Until next time always take the time to get behind the why. <laughs> until next time guys. Alright. Peace. Peace. Love you. Bye.